in a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist. It's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. What is up, everyone? It's me, Dustin. Um, this is the first time, probably the last time, they won't let me do this again, but this is the first time that you're seeing me come to you live by myself, rolling solo. Um, I just wanted to take a quick minute. I went and saw the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope, over the weekend, yesterday, in fact, and uh, got some thoughts. So I thought that I would uh, get on here and voice my thoughts uh, in a very spoiler-filled episode spoiler filled if you haven't seen the movie don't listen to this don't watch this yet go check it out then come back see if you agree with me see if you disagree see if i'm an idiot see if i know what i'm talking about um all right nope i love jordan peele i do i love jordan peele um i think he's brilliant i thought that get out was a phenomenal movie i thought that us was not great, but uh, I didn't hate it. Um, and then this movie, Nope, has so much hype going in that I was like, all right. And, and then the, 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 the trailer really sold me. Uh, you know, I love Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, Kiki Palmer's great. Um, Steven Yeun. I mean, I, I was all in. I don't go to the movie theater. It's not what I do. Um. It's a very triggering experience for me to go to the theater. Just, uh, you know, previous things and memories that come up when I go to the movie theater. It's just not my bag, so I, I don't go. But I made an exception for this because I was so excited for this movie. What you're about to hear is someone who is so conflicted about what he saw yesterday. I enjoyed it, but I was disappointed. So the movie starts out, we get introduced to, uh, we don't even get introduced to, so we get this scene, it looks like we're on studio, we're on set of a uh, sitcom, and there's a chimpanzee that's gone apeshit. Pun intended, I guess, but literally, there's this blood-soaked CG chimpanzee, and it's very obviously CG. Didn't look great. Didn't I mean, I've seen worse but uh, it wasn't the best CG that I've seen, for sure. Not what I would expect out of a movie with this budget. Whatever. Okay. Then we go on. We meet our characters. We get uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Keith David, who's fantastic. Love Keith David. So they're uh, they're on a they're on a ranch and they're training horses, working with horses. All of a sudden, you know, shit starts falling through the sky. Don't know what's going on, but the next thing you see, the horse that Keith David's on takes off, and he just falls over. He's slumped. Okay. So, clearly, something's coming from up above. Goes to the hospital, finds out they had a quarter, like, lodged in a skull. Fell out of the sky on a, a coin. I don't know if it went through. It looked like it may have went through his eye. So, I guess he was looking up, and the coin fell through his eye. X-ray shows it was way back here in his temple. Um... He died. Okay. Movie fast forward, and we see that 
OJ, Daniel Kaluuya's character, is very unprepared to take over the family business. They are uh, they're in the Hollywood horses business. They provide horses for entertainment, for movies, shows, things of that nature. And he's not really well-equipped to be the spokesman and the face of this company. His dad, uh, his dad's departure from this life uh, didn't do him, you know, the timing didn't do him any favors. Okay. Kiki Palmer's character come in. That's, uh, that's uh, M. Uh, Emerald, I think, was her name. That's, that's his sister. Fantastic. So the charm of this movie is 100% based on the dynamic, the brother-sister dynamic between OJ and M. Their acting, their dialogue, their dynamic, it's charm city. Love it. It's fantastic. I want more of that. Okay. So after uh, after a audition, or uh, it wasn't really an audition, uh, OJ takes a horse to film. They're gonna they're gonna film some for a show. It didn't go well. The horse got spooked, kicked somebody, lost the job. They're gonna hire another horse. Whatever. So after this happens, he goes to uh, this little local. I don't want to call it an amusement park. It was like this little attraction called Jupiter's Claim. It's kind of like a little, I don't know, old school gold mining town attraction for family out in the middle of nowhere, uh, set up like the Wild West. And that's where we meet Steven Yeun's character. He's the owner. He is Jupiter. Find out that he was a child actor. Okay. Here's where my issues begin. Steven Yeun is too good of a damn actor to be wasted in this role. It was a complete waste. So we find out that the scene that we were introduced to at the beginning with the, uh, with the ape, with the chimpanzee, uh, apparently it took place in like 96 or 98. I think it was 98. Um, he was a child actor on that show, and the chimpanzee went crazy and either killed or maimed a bunch of the co-hosts, and then the chimpanzee was put down on the spot. Okay. Why we have to know that, we never find out. Ever. They keep alluding to this damn subplot that just never comes, there's no payoff. And it's the most frustrating thing about the movie. So, Kiki Palmer's character, M, she's very enamored and just like, oh, wow, this is so cool with his little uh, shrine that he's got in his office. But I, the whole time I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be a payoff to this. This is going to be cool. Uh, this is going to come back into play somehow later. Okay. So we go forward, and we see some weird shit in the sky. Uh, some, you know, horse gets, we think, abducted. We think a horse gets abducted, and like, I couldn't really make it out if it was the horse we saw fly up into the sky, but something went flying through the sky. Horse makes an ungodly sound, and we think, oh, shit. Okay, so this is an alien movie, which we knew that. If you didn't know, I mean, come on. Nope is an alien movie. But the the horse is gone, and something's up. OJ's the only one that really knows about it. He sees, uh, he saw something in the sky. He was there the day the ship fell out of the sky, which they blamed on a uh, uh, overpassing airplane dropping a bunch of debris which i guess you know that's a good good logical explanation for it but oj never bought it okay so then we fast forward and he thinks it might be aliens he thinks something's up 
we're 40 minutes into the movie when we get our first quote unquote view of the aliens. And this was awesome. I love this. So OJ goes down to the barn. There's a light came on and some, some machines running and he doesn't know what's going on. So he goes down to the barn, check it out, flicks the switch, turns it off. As he goes to walk away, it comes back on. He turns around and we see aliens. And at first I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. Like these are the most Hollywood stereotypical depictions of aliens you've ever seen. We're talking the black cloaks, the weird shaped head with the huge eyes. They're short. It's like, come on, this, this is what we're given for this movie. But at the same time, I'm skeptical because I'm like, we're only 40 minutes into a two hour movie. So I'm like, what's, what's going on here? There's three of these little things, three of these little aliens. And one of them, as he's looking at the other two in the distance, one of them just like is pops out of nowhere to his right, hanging upside down, freaks him out. He delivers a right hook to the head of this alien, knocks it down. Come to find out it was three kids from Jupiter's claim. And <laughs> like I don't know. I'm not for child abuse at all. This is not what I'm doing. I'm not advocating for it. But him punching the shit out of that kid dressed as an alien because he was freaked out. Like it was a comedic moment. That was some good stuff. That was funny. Uh, but he went down there because he has this theory that or him and his sister, OJ and M have this theory that the aliens are, you know, stealing horses. Which you know, either they're going to start a Kentucky Derby in Jupiter or uh, Saturn or something, or they're eating the horses. But regardless, they're still on horses. So M stole a, uh, like a horse mannequin, if you will. I don't know how to describe it. Like a big fake horse stole it from Jupiter's claim to use as a decoy. So these Jupiter claim kids came down here to tell him, hey, you're going to punk us. We'll punk you right back. Watch who you're pranking. All right. Then the movie goes on and, you know, some more horses that the decoy horse does get sucked up into the sky. Um, some other stuff goes down. But my, my biggest issue with the movie, and I'm not going to do a full scene by scene breakdown because I only saw it once. And honestly, you know, I, I don't remember all the details, but I remember the things that stood out. So horses get taken. And Jupiter, uh, Jupiter's claim the folks over there, Stephen Ewan. He realizes this is happening, so he's going to turn it into an attraction, right? <clears throat> he's brought out a big crowd, and they don't know what they're there for, but he tells them, hey, every day at this time, an hour from now, aliens come and abduct a horse. So as he's going to do that, this alien, which we come to find out, it's not a spaceship. It's not a spaceship. It's, it looks like a spaceship, but it's the actual alien itself. It looks like a flying saucer with a huge hole in the bottom. Um, as he's prepping for this, the aliens are early, and they uh, everyone in attendance gets sucked up into it. So the people themselves this time are, are the, the victims, the food. Okay, I can deal with that. Fine. My problem with this movie... Is that this goes on and on and on? They and you know we're introduced to another character. I'm gonna have to look up his name right now. His, his name is Angel in the movie, um, and the he is helping um, OJ and M with some surveillance cameras. Okay, and there he he is a great addition. 
when we meet him, I hated him. I hate the way his character was written because I was like, okay, this is stupid dialogue. Like these people are just buying, trying to buy some cameras and he's your typical like disengaged douchebag cashier doesn't care. And then we meet him like more and more as he starts coming around. It's like, all right, I like this guy. It's funny. His name is Brandon Perea. Plays Angel Torres in the movie. Fantastic. Fantastic. Him, Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya stole the show. So, as, you know, the movie is centered around them trying to find out what's going on with these aliens. And they're trying to capture the shot. They want to catch it. They call it their, quote, Oprah moment. We want something so clear and undeniable that it's going to make it to Oprah. There's pictures and videos of uh you know aliens and ufos all over the internet but they aren't very clear the quality's bad uh it could be doctored images we want something so undeniable it's gonna make dope all right fine with that but the problem is they they kept showing us this shit with this chimpanzee that never pays off steven yun is now dead and we got I don't know, maybe a 20-minute combined uh, exposure to him in the movie. And all the while, the way that, like, it's just so, it's so unbelievable how Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ, just realizes, oh, if you don't make eye contact with it, it doesn't eat you. So he just stays looking down, and he's safe to move around. So I'm thinking, okay, so I'm watching Bird Box all over again, which, by the way, fuck that movie. Bird Box sucked. And it's just, it's so frustrating. Like how there was no logical explanation why he realized if you don't look at it, it doesn't eat you. Other than he was outside when the alien was overhead, and he just kept his eyes down one time. And he's like, "Oh, that's it. I don't have. If I don't look up, I'm safe." You're telling me that aliens are smart enough to travel to Earth and pick off their food and eat this, that, and the other, but they're not smart enough. To know that a mannequin horse is a mannequin, not a real horse. I'm not going to be able to eat that and digest it properly. And they're not smart enough to say that, hey, that thing is moving and looks human. I don't know if he has any eyes. So I can't really, I can't eat it. I'm not sure. What does this mean for blind people? Are blind people immune from alien abductions and and being eaten by aliens? I don't like that. That's that's stupid to me. Then we get... uh, you know this the 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 final scene is it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. They've got this big um, trap set essentially where they're going to uh, they're going to capture it. The uh, premise is that all electronics die when the alien is present. Like any it sends like an EMP, I guess, and kills everything. Your cell phones don't work, cameras don't work, nothing. So that they met someone earlier in the movie who. Uh, was on the set of that show that they were auditioning for or working for, and he's known for capturing the impossible. So they call him up, and I hate his character. hate his voice, hate his delivery. Uh, I don't know if it's the actor. I I didn't recognize him from anything else I've seen him in. He probably has been in stuff I've seen because he's an older guy. But I didn't like his character. I didn't like the way he acted. I didn't like the way his character was written. But um, they they call him up to help, and... He says that, you know, he shows up with this camera that's not, he built it himself. It's not reliable on electricity. You crank it and it records. Okay. And they're going to get this shot. But it just, it, it just doesn't work. They set this trap and, and they're, they're all in. Homeboy with the camera sacrifices himself for what? Um, 
then the way that they the the alien itself transforms is like it uh said it's morphing time and turned into something that looked completely different looked wild i actually do like the way that it developed into something that looked different that was cool um but i don't know man i walked away from it like really that's it so the way that you kill this alien this alien that's traveled all this way and has been eating all these horses for at least six months because that's when it was like it was first documented that some, something's going on at least six months. The way you kill this is you set a, a helium inflatable, must have been fifty foot tall uh, balloon or float of a uh, of a cowboy. You set it loose in the sky because it's got an eye on it. He's winking, but he's got an eye. And when the alien sees it, it eats it. Can't digest it because it's a balloon, and it blows it up. What? That's it. That's not good enough to me, man. That's not good enough. So, again, this movie, it was enjoyable, but mainly because of uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Perea. I was disappointed in the way Steven Yeun and uh, Keith David were underutilized. If you've got them, use them. Point blank. Those are too good of actors to be on the screen 25 minutes total. As far as... The movie, I mean, or the, the 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 symbolism. The one thing that I do like about Daniel Kalu or uh, Jordan Peele's movies, rather, is that it, it's for the thinking man. And when I say man, I don't mean men. I mean man is a mankind. Hustle and flow quote. But uh, it's it's for the thinking person to. It's basically up for interpretation. There is no wrong answer. What you think it means, you're right. That's Jordan Peele's style, typically. I don't even know what the hell to think about this though, because part of me wants to say this is this. There is no meaning. This is just a, a fun summer monster movie, and I can I can be okay with that. But my initial thoughts was there's something here about colonizing and the colonizer mindset, and how that arrogance can eventually run you into something that's going to fight back and win. Because alien came, they're gonna. This is my territory. We're not in an agreement here. I'm going to take this. I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat, and you're fucked, kid. But eventually, you know, they fought back and set a balloon off that killed it. I, I don't know. But uh, my man Post, Palm Beast Post, he, he had a, a great point on Twitter. To him, the movie was more about how uh, it was the links that society will go for a viral moment, fame, notoriety, even if it's 15 minutes. I mean, these people were willing to... Uh, you know, risk their lives for a human eating monster, as he put it, trying to get pictures of it to go viral. I can see that. I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a clout is a hell of a drug. It's a mental illness. Don't do anything for clout and recognition. Do things because they're genuine to you. And if they happen to go viral, all the more better, but don't seek that shit out. Will I watch it again? Yeah. Do I want to watch it again? Absolutely. Because I only saw it once and it was in the theater. Uh, I need a re- I need to rewatch to digest it more. But I'm going to be disappointed again. Like this movie had so much hype. I wasn't expecting it to be get out good because that is phenomenal. But I wanted it to be a, a damn good movie, especially if I'm going to go out of my way on a Sunday afternoon to the movie theater, I don't do that. Um It just uh you know, disappointment but enjoyed the the cast makes it 
Uh, Jordan Peele still think he's a genius. Um, you'll enjoy the movie if you watch it, if you haven't already. If you haven't, I'm mad at you because you just listen to me tell you everything that happens. But um, if you did watch it, let us know what you think. Let, let, let me know if I'm wrong in my opinion. I'm not because my opinion is not up for debate. But if you think I'm wrong, let me know. I'd like to hear it. I've heard, I've, saw, I've seen some uh, drawn criticism or comparisons rather to the Tremors saga. And I mean, I guess on the base level, sure, because the Jordan Peele movie, if you think that's what it is, sure, it's just a, a monster movie like Tremors. I think there is deep, deeper symbolism there. I'm just trying to figure out what it is. Um, in the movie, I mean, in the end, we get the feel good story with uh, OJ and M. They're both alive. And yeah, bravo. The I will say this, and, and I'll leave you guys. Twenty minutes of my rambling about it is good enough, I think. But um, so the theater that I went to, it wasn't packed. I went to a twelve thirty matinee, so it's not going to be packed. But there was a good twenty people in there, or so it was church mouse quiet the entire time. There wasn't a point in the movie where people audibly gasped there was a couple like one-liners or situations with kiki palmer the people got you know you got a chuckle out of or i definitely chuckled when he punched the kid but it wasn't like horse laughing at all um oh and by the way speaking of daniel kaluuya and, and the title nope his delivery so, you know, it's always one of those things when you're watching a movie and it's, oh, hey, he said it. He said the title or she she said it. They said the title of the movie. This one does, obviously. It's And it was a brilliant delivery when he sees the uh, the alien or what he thinks is alien. He just goes, nope. And like, I, I love that. That's how I am. If I see something, I'm like, I don't want to get involved with that. I'm usually just a nope and turn the other way. But um, so shit, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, it's a it's it's a good movie. I just uh oh yeah, the theater. I am back on track here. See how that works? CTE comes and goes. The theater is about 20, 25 people or so, and it was quiet the whole time. When the movie was over, I expected people to talk. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, that's you know, something I didn't hear a word. People just stood up and left without a word. And I saw uh today. I was looking online and I saw people talking about their experience watching the movie. These are film critics. So they went with a different crowd, I'm sure, than I did in uh, you know, the Knoxville, Tennessee area. A bunch of honkies in this theater. I'm just going to be honest with you. But um, I, the, the reviews I saw said that people were murmuring after the film and stayed in their seats for quite a while. They, they were visibly uneasy. There's nothing uneasy about this movie. Nothing freaky about this movie. Matter of fact, well, I, I was going to say there's no blood or gore, but the only blood or gore we get, because even Keith David's in, death, you know, injury wasn't gory. The only blood we get is when we find out that the reason that stuff's falling through the sky is apparently this alien is shitting out all the non-digestibles of what it ate. So anything that's metal or plastic or what have you, that's what's happening. Keith David's character was literally killed by alien shit. That's okay. Okay. Alien shit a quarter and it went through his face. Okay. Um, but that's the only blood we get is uh, the aliens hovering over the house at one point and just 
shit's blood or got its time of the month, depending on, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, there's blood all over the house. It's like it's raining blood like a Slayer song. But um, the, when the movie was over, in my experience, there was no uneasiness. There was no chattering. There was nothing. It was just people got up and left. I sat in my seat for a long time while the credits rolled because I thought maybe there's going to be a post-credit scene. But eventually, I was the only one left in there, and the uh, ushers were standing there with their brooms ready to clean up. And I was like, I don't think there's a post-credit scene. They would, they wouldn't be in here like this. The lights were already on. I used to work in a movie theater, so we typically didn't do that kind of stuff if there's a post-credit scene because we want people to stay and see that. I didn't get that vibe, so I left. If there is a post-credit scene and I missed it, someone let me know. Anyway, I'm gonna let you guys go. Appreciate those of you who tuned in. Like I said, watch. Uh, let me know because you've already seen it. Let me know what you think. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? But no matter what you do, remember, don't go out there. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.